This week on the Bamcast. In space, no but wait, was this in space? Where the fuck was it? Uh, one star we're in. Alright, welcome to the Bamcast. Hey, hey Bamcast. Episode 329. Numbers. Three times two is six. Yeah, six nine. Follow the money. <laughs> <laughs> Classy start right off the bat. <laughs> Mackie's dead. Yep. I'm BJ. Oh, he's fine. I'm Chuck, and Mackie's fine. Uh, he's fine. Maybe. <laughs> we well, sent him off to the farm again. He's okay. Look, whether or not Mackie's fine or not, let me tell you what we do each and every episode of the Bamfcast mm-hmm. is we go ahead and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie, come in here and talk about it for the first half. Then we rate them. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They get one to five jocks and robot jocks. <laughs> However... There are bad, bad movies, as in Stay Away. They get a negative sliding scale, one to five bags, as in douchebags, after Twilight. Boo! A uh, boo. Boo, indeed. Boo. So, here we are. It's uh, sequel month. Yeah. Uh, it's the third week of sequel month. Yeah. Part three. Um, so, Samurai Cop, they made a sequel. Like <laughs> They a did. They kickstarted a sequel for it. Time after the original one. Yeah, they sure did. With the original director no longer being among the living. Right. They were like, that's not going to stop us. Nope. <laughs> um. So yeah, we're gonna talk about that. Let me let, let's get a plot summary. Okay, That's what right. we usually do. How we start these things. Good luck. It's twenty five years later, and Detective Frank Washington is forced to team up with his long estranged partner Joe Marshall to solve a series of assassinations. Assassinations. Twenty five years and my <laughs> <laughs> trying to get up this samurai cop hill. Huh. Yeah. Um. Huh. Yeah. So this whole twenty five years later thing—that's like a. That's a thing that seems to be happening. Yeah. Because <laughs> this was a 1991 movie. Yeah. Samurai Cop was. Well, I just, I mean, Deadly Prey was do- pulling the same shit of like, mm-hmm. eh, 25, 6, 7 years later, we yeah. know. Stuff became popular again. Right. The internet caught on. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I mean, if you, well, I would assume you're you're part of the bad movie zeitgeist either on your own or because of us or uh, nearby in the vicinity of us, you might, mm-hmm. you're probably aware of this movie. You're, you know, it was like, Oh, Samurai cop. They were going to make a sequel. Here's Kickstarter, Indiegogo, all original parts, sort of let's go. Yeah. It's it, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, we've, we've talked about it on the show before, um, like during the production when they started announcing like cast and stuff and we started kind of getting a, a bad feeling, mm-hmm. you know, cause a lot of the cast was coming out and it was like, Yep, we pretty much, if it's a lady part, if, you know, if there's <laughs> a female part in the movie, mm-hmm. then it's either someone that was in the original or a porn star. Yes. Yep. Um, there, there are a number of them. Yeah. So, I mean, that, like, right away, we were like, mm, I don't know. Like Nothing this, wrong with what they do as a professional. No, I'm not knocking that. But they're like, not act, exactly not, film actresses. Yeah, they're not generally known for acting qualities. No, but here's the thing. It's not like... Samurai Cop was casting people who were known for acting. So right, it's it. We did. We didn't. You know, we didn't immediately say no. We'll never watch that because we have. So yeah, it just did. you know we were doing a stupid theme year because we're idiots, so we couldn't do it last year. Um, and now here we are halfway through this one, and we decided it's time for Samurai Cop two. Yeah, we probably needed to get it out of the way. Yeah. So which we did. Yeah. <laughs> so so that, that, that's it. that's like a you know that's a large scale <clears throat> overview of everything. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. to set the tone here. Yeah. 
So, Samurai Cop 2 uh-huh. uh, starts where the first movie ended. All right. Where, the, you know, our, our two heroes are leaving the police station. Talking but it's about our two Euro- heroes... Today. Today. Yes. But 25 years ago. Right. Wearing ostensibly the same clothes they were wearing last time. Yeah. And basically like, well, we solved that case. Good job, partner. See you around. I'm going to go on five weeks of vacation. Right. With this lady who (laughs) came from off screen. Right. Yes. Right. I mean, Jennifer. Let's let's be honest. I mean, unless you're an X-Men, nobody looks the same after 20, 25 years. No, No, No. No. So, I mean... It's pretty obvious that it's like this is a fill, and it's like ah, just suspend your disbelief that he's twenty five years. Yeah, younger. totally. Like that's a thing that I can do. Uh, but yeah, you know they they also could have gone to the effort of throwing a little makeup on either one of them. Yeah, a because bit. when you're shooting high def video, uh, it reveals everything. But who cares? That's the least of this movie's problems is not making you <laughs> convinced that this is actually the end of the last movie. But so Samurai Cop and his girlfriend go to the park. And they're just sitting on the park like, oh, life's wonderful. Everything's just going to be great now. You know, you solve that case and the world is saved and everything's great. And then this kid walks up to them on a beat on a on a bench. Right. And yeah. The, they're there enjoying the park and some ducks. Yeah. There's some ducks. And the kid's like, hey, officer, my sister's missing and someone stole her and pl- please help. And he's like, OK, kid. Well, this is also after a random little girl lost her ball and it hit their feet. And mm-hmm. she took the time to stop it while picking up her ball and look at the lady and go, you're pretty. Yeah. Bye. And then <laughs> yeah. she for half a second was like, well, hey, what do you think about us having a couple of little samurai cops? And he's like, ah, keep dreaming. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this this boy comes over is like, officer, you need to help me. My sister has been. Snatched or kidnapped or whatever. She's disappeared. And he asks the question, when did you last see her? And the boy just starts describing what she looked like, which is odd. And then he's like, okay, let me start to stand up and walk out of frame or something. And then the kid pulls out a gun and just murders the girlfriend. Yes. And then Samurai Cop's like, no... Yeah, well, he he goes, he gets to the, you know, the no scream at the camera, no, like, very quickly. Yeah. You know, because, much, I mean, much quicker she, than a normal human would. She is shot, and then three seconds later, she's like, please enjoy your life. <laughs> and then he's like, no. Yes. And then Samurai Cop. He's like, hell yes. Yeah. Please enjoy. Right. So, uh, I guess now we're in. This is cheaper than a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> so now we are, whenever we are. 25 years in the future. And in space. things no longer make any sense at this point on. That was the on. most coherent part of the entire movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, it was. Well, they did seem a little fixated on the ducks. Yeah. I mean, when I mentioned that there was ducks. There were. That's because the movie wanted to make make us know that there were ducks. Yeah. Yes. Like, because it cut to the shots of the ducks mm-hmm. a lot. Well, you needed mm-hmm. something. Yeah. But so now we're in present day, uh, which is also the future, but not somehow sure uh there are corporations and mafias and yakuza's and rivalries sure and some people get killed i that's mostly fair okay see from this point on, it's kind of impossible to describe what happens in this movie. There are two rival Yakuza factions. Okay, all led right? by mostly white people. All led, all populated by any number of weird characters. Yes. And they are trying to kill each other. Okay. Yada, yada, yada. Credits. 
<laughs> so that's the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. So okay. I guess we Samurai Cop kills most of them. Uh huh. Um. Okay. So Bai Ling is in this. Uh huh. She is apparently like the supreme she henchman. She is most likely. <sighs> um. Jokes. She is leading the f- charge <laughs> for one of these groups. All right. So another theoretically correct. Yeah. Another reason this becomes insanely convoluted mm-hmm. is because there are two main clans that I can tell. There is a Katana clan slash... Katano, yeah. Cla- no, it's Katana, I believe. The, see, this is what makes it even weird. There's a Katana clan slash corporation, and then and there's, there's like, there's, I think, Shinjuku? Shinjuku was yeah. the other one. But, but the Shinjuku clan is... The head is... A person named Kitano. Is that how it works out? Yes. Okay. And that's was that fucking stupid. You made it, more. You made more sense of it than me. Well, so. because uh, it, it took me a minute. Because like I kept hearing Katana slash Kitano, and I'm like, what? Like, why would you do that? Like, yeah. There's lots of Japanese names. Right. And you've now made this more. You know, ins- because the other thing is like you don't necessarily know who anybody is. You just keep hearing these names bantered around a lot, and then so like. You know, occasionally, like a person will come up on screen and have a little, you know, this is who they are, like the head of somebody. But all of this is thrown at you so fast and so just willy nilly that you have no context for it. That it's like you start hearing these names, and then like the first time you see some somebody's name presented, it says Katano, and it's like, is that what they were saying? Or you know, but no, I, I, I think I thought it was Katano and Sh- Shinjuku. Yeah, but I think it's Katano runs the Shinjuku. Well, here's what's even more okay. confusing. Yeah. Yeah. The leader of Lesson this for you filmmakers out there. Katano group, Master Katano, who's a dude, is played by a lady. And is They keep saying like father yes. and referring to her with male pronouns. Yes. So that's confusing. And she's a Banffcast alum. Maybe it's like Star Trek, you know, officer thing, like just everybody's a sir. Do you just call them father? Maybe well, since I, she's the I don't, I don't know. know. Like, I don't she was no idea. Because she was We can't make sense of it. Tommy Wiseau's father, because there's yes. that scene later. That Tommy, okay, first was? of all, hold up, folks. Tommy Wiseau is in this movie. Oh right, yeah. Uh, surprise, we haven't, we haven't gotten there yet. Because why not? <laughs> because you want to cast Tommy well, Wiseau in a movie. I'm gonna. I think over the next however many minutes we talk about this movie, we're going to explain why not. Because <laughs> oh. you just said why not. And there was room for him. There's room. They honestly could have done anything they wanted to in this movie, and it and it it would have been fine because this was harder to follow than Forbidden Zone and Southland Tales. Yes, if that tells you anything about about this garbage fire of a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so these factions are warring, right? Okay. The cops get called in she, because there's a uh, murder, like somebody. Oh, um. I think our first mob boss guy we see is like, cause this movie, like it has that somewhat makes sense of narrative in the beginning where it's like, okay, all right, I see where you are. And then all of a sudden it's just like, Hey, you don't know when or where or how we are here. But this is the point where I think we need to address the fact that this movie seems like it borrowed a set from some sci-fi movie for 90% of the Yakuza locations. Mm-hmm. Um, because their headquarters, their headquarters looks like a spaceship. Yep. And the fat, and I may point out white guy who's uh, on the screen as like the head of one of these two corp or high up in one of these two corporations is having the sex with one of the many porn stars that's in this movie. 
No, that guy was a senator. Is he a senator? Yeah, the first guy who died. What the fuck then? So why was he in... All right, so... <laughs> but I'm saying he was in their goddamn spaceship layer, too. Yeah. Well, that was so, the underwater layer, because... Yeah, because that was an aquarium. Right. Okay, but they're having sex, and she poisons him, mm-hmm. and, like, weird black stuff, I guess so that's supposed to be blood or something that's coming out of his mouth, and he's dead, and she leaves a coin on his dead shoulder. Right. And that's, like, the first hit. Yes. Um, and that's, that's when gone. the cops come in. And, and that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what brings the cops in and they're investigating. They're like, oh, look, uh, it's a katana symbol yeah. or whatever. It's This is a, important. And the head detective is Samurai Cop's partner. From the first one. Right. He's back. Yes. Yeah. So he's got a new partner. Um, an unfortunate new partner. <laughs> um, who has been in other Bamfcast movies? Bamfcast alum, whatever her name is. Yeah, uh, uh, Lorraine Landon. Lorraine Landon. She, um, she's here. What uh, do we know her from, Chuck? She was in a uh, movie. Yeah, she was in uh, that movie we watched, Maniac Cop. Well, we didn't watch that yet. She was in the ambulance. Oh, <laughs> but we she was. She was also in Maniac Cop, which kind of maybe explains why she's in this. Sure. Anyway. They're investigating. Are, are gonna, is that it? We're, gonna, we're done talking about her? Um, if you want to mention more things about her, you may. I'm uh, sorry, I have she to. She was a perfectly lovely lady back in the day. Thank you, disclaimer, Chuck. However, she is horrifying. And, and, and She's had a lot of work done, and when people have a lot of work done, it starts to become unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. The whole it's, time, every time she showed up on screen doing cop things, I kept making Raptor Force jokes, and that she was getting her orders from Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm sorry, but this there there are several people in this movie that are very hard to look at, like especially just, in HD, especially in close up. It's like, what have you done to yourself? Why did you do that to yourself? Yeah. It's, I, I yeah, like I said, all all meanness aside, I just it should be noted that like it's hard enough to follow this movie that when you see these people, it's like uh, it it just makes it even more hard to watch because like. I'm sorry, you know, like movies are generally populated by people you want to see on screen. <laughs> and and, generally. and when these walking pieces of silicone come out and, you know, are, are like the things that would scare kids in a haunted house, I, I, it's 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 very off-putting, especially when it's like in a role that you're just, it's not even stunt casting. It's more like favors or something. I, I don't know. It's like I said, she was in Maniac Cop 1 and 2, and I kind of think they were going for Sure. There are several connections to other films of the era in this that is kind of strange, but I guess makes sense. But There are a lot of these like weird kind of cult classics that have intertwined into this movie. Right, it's, either in dialogue or in cast members right. or just flat out referencing. Right. It's it's strange. but So they're investigating. They've got this little medallion thing, and they're like, oh, this must mean something. And eventually this leads to investigating, finding out who's making these things. They sell them on the internet and um, Samurai Cop's ex-partner goes to this spooky warehouse to track down who's making these things and mm-hmm. goes through like this silence of the lambs. Well, he actually walks in and he goes like, what are these contraptions? And then never explains it or looks at him really. It's just like, yeah, it's just like, who says, who says those words? What are these contraptions? <laughs> this guy does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, just goes through this weird warehouse of horrors, and then like there's Samurai Cop in a robe and a hood, and he's just like, "Aha, you're you found me. I'm not yep. coming back. <laughs> I'm not going to be a cop." Well, yeah, anymore. he's just like, "Hey, you know, you're the only one that can know this, and why, you know, honor and all this. Why don't you come back with me?" He's like, "Nah, yeah, you know, like they killed my wife. You didn't really help, nah, yeah." And no. then and then like right on cue, ninjas. ninjas appear and start shooting. I believe they start shooting at him, sure, which is very atypical of ninja behavior. Yeah, whatever. Also, the fact that they're not fighting on a roof, but. 
No, that's later. Uh, yeah. oh, well, There's ninja fighting on a roof. I'm later. saying that we see them fighting anywhere but a roof. Right. Um, so yeah, they come in shooting, and I, I don't know. It's like all of the action sequences in this. They're even more awkward than the old one, which is like I thought in fact fairly impossible to do, but they managed. Um, well, it seems like this time around they had someone who kind of knew more about fighting than in the first movie, but they're, because everything's shot badly and like weird slow-mo and weird cut frames and stuff like that to it. 80% of the actors in this movie are not good at fighting. There are like five guys in this movie. And they have hamburgers. Um, yes. Okay. They're great. Um, their fries are delicious. But um, <laughs> there are like five guys in this movie that mm-hmm. know how to fight. And their scenes actually look really good. Yeah. Um, it's like two thirds of the way through the movie. But everything else is really awkward. Yeah. Yeah. So they come in and this begins the sequence of Samurai Cop eventually gets cornered. You know, he gets it like backed up into a corner with these ninjas and his partner just goes blam, blam, blam. And goes like, I got your back. Mm-hmm. And which is just like becomes the uh, Deus Ex Machina of this movie where it's just like somebody's going to shoot somebody at the last second and say the words, I got your back, partner, or, or something like mm-hmm. that. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, it happens like three or four times throughout this. Movie. And we get some sweet CGI blood. Uh, no. Well, no. <laughs> no, no, we don't. No. To be fair, we get s- sweet CGI blood mist. To be fair, we have okay CGI blood at this point. It's only later in the movie where I think they were running out of money that they must have downgraded their computer from. <laughs> I don't know. Because that saves money. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's bad th- it's throughout. It's bad, but like... Get rid of the iMac. Give me an e-machine in here. <laughs> give me an hastily... <laughs> give me an Amiga. Hastily rendered. Yeah. Yes. Maybe that's it. But it's it's, it's bad okay. throughout the whole movie. So we're saying... We're, we're trying to say that the CG in this part is good, but the blood looks like sand. It looks like red sand is popping out of these people, and it's like... What are they just bags of sand? What's happening? So they more than make up for what? that later by turning for, blood they're, into they're just boobs? fucking bubble gum. They're like boobs. Yeah, they're like boobs. Okay. <laughs> Filled with sand. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, and, and so it's like the scene's done because that's pretty much what they do is like they have an action scene and like it's mostly dispatched quickly or off screen. And then they're just like, whoo, that was a time, wasn't it? Yeah. And so he's now back on the force and they go to the I think they go to the police station and. Well, they go to the police station to talk to the captain. Right. Captain is played by Joe Estevez, who is super stoked to be in this movie. Man, what a get. And I don't mean that to be sarcastic. He is super stoked to be in this movie. He is having a good time. And that's what this movie needed was a lot more people having a good time uh, because we didn't. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, so he is just freaking out and losing his shit and just yelling at everybody and then eventually gives Samurai Cop back his badge. Still never. I mean. This movie is so meta and knows what it is that I'm surprised they didn't give him a loose cannon line. I, I mean, you just might as well at this point. I mean, I actually got to We got to I'm getting too old for this shit. Yeah, from, uh, but I mean, it was cliche island. You know, everyone was saying, but I'm just saying, like, it, it's weird that they never said let the captain. Is, hey, you're a loose cannon. You're no, but he, he basically has two scenes, which is to basically bring Samurai Cop back on the force and say, I demand results, which is what happens. Mm-hmm. And then later he throws Samurai Cop's partner off the force and takes his badge and gun. That's what he's there for. That's what he does. So mm-hmm. I guess he did that all right. Yeah. So I don't know. Other things happen um, I, somewhere along the line here. We are introduced to Bai Ling. Well, she, think- she was in like the first scene. She was fighting did everybody. She? Yeah. She's in this whole movie. She was in the very first scene. Okay. Um, which, by the way, I want to point out that the one faction of the bad guys, and I'm assuming it's Bai Ling's faction because I don't remember, but they have a weird... Jedi training 
uh, phantasm ball killer laser thing that they just summon and shoot out across the room, which is just dragged across the room on a string, and it just vaporizes people. This thing never comes up. Like, it's never explained what this is. It's never... It doesn't come up during the finale. Mm -mm. Um, That's because somebody shot it. Oh, that's right, because it blows up on the plane. Because when... When he goes to get Samurai Cop, they come back on a plane. They right. fly back. And on the plane is basically his dead wife in a black wig, which starts that whole weird, dumb thing. And then well, also, like, okay, every okay, bad guy it, in this it, movie. Is it actually oh, on, his dead wife? It's all right. It's the same actress. <laughs> same actress. Like, I mean, this movie's weird enough, but you're making it sound even weirder. Like, Oh, sorry. Well, I'm saying it's, it's the same actress. It's the same actress who now has black hair instead of blonde hair. Right. Um, And she's on a plane. And they kind of sort of start chatting like apparently samurai cop in 1991 or whatever went off to this warehouse and never saw technology because which, he, which is bullshit because they explain that he sells those medallions on the internet okay but he doesn't know what an e-reader is i'm <laughs> no. not gonna say kindle but yeah you know, it's, he, no he doesn't she's, she's got some sort of e-reader Might be an ipad yeah no, she, doesn't she, matter she's got an e-reader and he, he doesn't understand how she can have her whole library in there in, mm-hmm. the, in the thing so that that's what starts the conversation but, yeah but like Every bad guy in this movie is on this flight and they all just start fighting at some point. It's just yeah. like something in the front of the plane blows up, I think, in terrible CG fashion. There like, is an explosion in the front of the plane. And then, and then Bai Ling shows up and goes, kill him! <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. Um, the, 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 the male stewardess on the plane is the same guy from the first movie who owned like the, the restaurant who kept coming over and bothering them with jokes. And we were like, that guy must own this restaurant, and they paid him by you know letting him be in the movie. So that guy pops up a hundred times in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then everyone's like fighting on this plane. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we were doing like proper justice to like setting the scene because, I mean, prior to all of this, like uh, prior to what we're giving is like essentially the through line of this movie, like mm-hmm. what should make sense. Mm-hmm. There is like it will just periodically cut away to dumb shit. Yes. Like, so, like, what we've told you makes it sound like, oh, yeah, he's on a plane to get here and he meets this lady who might, may or may not be the love interest of the movie. Mm-hmm. But, like, prior to that, there are other, as we said, all the bad guys are on the plane. So, like, there's random factions sitting across from each other. And there's one white dude whose entire purpose is, in this movie is to, air quotes, speak Japanese. But it's just like, he's just making gibberish and, and like, loudly. So he's doing. He's shouting. He's shouting and like doing like the uh, you know like angry samurai you know kind of like talk style, but mm-hmm. it's he's just saying gibberish, mm-hmm. and he's doing it on the plane. And I don't know that he's. That's the thing is like it's never really explained if he's talking to anybody. But there's another lady on the plane who's like, if you keep doing that, I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. And, and so there's just people yelling at each other all mm-hmm. throughout this movie in the background, and it and the movie keeps feeling needs to cut to them. Like let's let's give them some time. Yeah, because. To better set the scene, Bai Ling has a pair of porn stars as like her henchwomen, if you will. Um, two of the, I think, the better known ones, as I understand, right? Like, I don't know a lot about porn stars, but I recognize at least one of them. Just I've heard the name. Mm-hmm. Lexi Bell and Nicole Bailey. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like they're her partners or whatever. And so, like, I, I think it's even before this plane scene. They just cut to this extended, like, three-way sex scene between them for no fucking reason. Like, well, that's it's, just, it's for fucking. I'm just saying, like, this movie does that. Like, it's just like, oh, I wonder what they're doing. Oh, the, the excuse for, you know, 
tits and ass or well yeah, yeah i wonder what they're doing let's have this weird scene. one of the massacre scenes is like there's a scene in a club where the two factions are meeting and then bailing comes out and like starts the murder fest and kills everybody but then she's like super drunk and then it's like come on ladies and then it's a right. three-way sex scene for some reason right yeah exactly so <sighs> yes as as you were saying there is a bad cg explosion which I mean, honestly, the way it's framed and the way it fills up the screen, it's like, did they just blow the side off the plane? Like, I expected, like, the next, you know, rational shot to be, like, people being sucked out of the plane. Like, oh, but no. It seemed like the entire cockpit blew up. Right. (laughs) It it did. Um, But, yeah, they just, they fight on the plane awkwardly for a couple minutes. And then, again, they just cut to the ground and, or. Well, no, this is when they launched that weird phantasm ball thing at somebody and then a dude just pops up from behind something shoots it and then says no balls on the plane and then that's it for that thing right and then they just have they cut to samurai cop and his partner say well that was crazy and then they're on the ground they're fine everything's okay so yeah whatever (laughs) so uh um so huh okay another confusing thing about this movie is that they keep bringing back people who were in the first movie people who may or may not have died mm-hmm. like the the kind of leader the the sort of like older asian man with the, the with the mustache who's kind of the leader of one of these things right was in the first movie also okay i i thought samurai cop killed everybody in that movie so i don't know um yeah there's a scene where samurai cop just goes back to that editing studio from uh-huh. the first movie Okay, so this is where things get really yeah, weird because we're about to get real weird meta on the Bathcast level here. So it's weird enough to go back to that place that 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 place still exists as a film editing place. That's one thing that's but weird. To be fair, we, the, the one thing we remember about that place was like that was where they obviously filmed pickup shots yes. because they were editing the movie. Yes. And that's like they every, just filmed an action scene. There. Well, that, that scene, the scenes revolving around the editing bay are when it's very clear that Samurai Cop is wearing the wig. Right. Exactly. You know, yes. so. So, OK, so we go back here. This place still exists. He goes back to talk to the same guy. The guy is acting like the footage that he is showing him somehow plays into like he's giving information like he's you know like a he's he's a ci or something he's giving samurai cop information by this film that he's editing mm-hmm. and you look up on screen and it's a shot from hell squad it's a shot of the sheik who was torturing the women and was about to rock onto the tiger's tail and the tiger beat the hell out of him mm-hmm. what the hell like what <laughs> probably because the movie has zero rights i mean they don't even have a proper poster for it on imdb maybe i don't know it was so weird it's it's so weird for a random bamfcast movie to invade this movie and uh-huh. i can't find any connection i don't know what the connection is no it's not like they were directed by the same guy it's not nothing nope i already did that that research while we were watching the movie yeah. if someone could find that thread i'd love to know it but it's it, man it was weird and it was like did they do that for us? Because <laughs> I, I don't know. know. <laughs> Tweet at Cinema Epoch and they will yeah, probably maybe respond they can, to you because maybe they, can they explain. respond to everything. Yeah. So, okay, that was a scene. Yeah. Um, and then when he comes out of there, he meets up with a guy who I guess got his arm blown off in the first one. It looked like chopped off. Now, <laughs> like, there, all right, there, there are several things about this scene that are like probably my, my favorite in the movie. Okay. Because um, this guy's left arm, they, 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 I don't think we even pointed out this. This movie continually, all throughout the credits, it's shots from the first movie. Mm-hmm. This movie continually has 
hey, remember this from the first one? And like, here's five, you know, not even five seconds from the first one movie yeah. where they cut back to somebody. It's just like, hey, do you remember them? Here they are now. Mm-hmm. They don't look anything like that. Um, <laughs> and so they show this guy's like arm from like literally lopped off at the shoulder. Yeah. You know, like entire arm gone uh, from the first movie. And now here is here he is 25 years later. Arm is in a sling, a sling. <laughs> and he has like this terrible white faux, like it almost looks like a mannequin hand, you know, uh-huh. um, for his arm, which, you know, if we have, as you said, if we have phantasm balls, I think you could probably have a little bit higher tech arm. Probably. Just a little bit. I like phantasm I mean, balls once. Phantasm. <laughs> 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 like, I mean... We have hooks and claws and things now. I mean, if, if we can have phantasm... <laughs> Don't get your hooks and claws anywhere near my phantasm balls. If we have phantasm balls, I'm pretty sure he could have some sort of mind control thing. But <laughs> but they they show him with his arm in the sling where very clearly, like, from his elbow up is an actual arm. Yeah. It's like, you just showed us that his entire arm is off uh-huh. from the old one, but that part grew back except for the hand... Anywho, uh-huh. what makes the scene best is like he, he you know, it's more maybe like he just hadn't finished painting. <laughs> sure. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> Unfinished. He, hand. he was very confused yeah. after Crayola discontinued the flesh colored crayon. Yeah, right? he was like, I, know what to do. I don't know which one to use now. Am I peach? He's very. He, <laughs> yeah. He just what didn't if I have a whole tan, lot of, It right. won't match. Okay. He just didn't have a whole lot of money and right. he made do with what he had. And so here's where it gets really bad because like uh-huh. they, they have this whole little dumb scene that means nothing just like hey we actually tracked down someone else who was in the original movie um and he says all this and and, and you know joe leaves and he takes them he takes time to grab his dead arm hoist it up to <laughs> to his head in a, in a salute style but it's his left hand it's the wrong hand <laughs> it's not a, you didn't even have to do that yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's the best scene in the movie, and uh, just because of how dumb it is, and so weird. oh man, so weird. Yeah. Anywho, uh, I, I just—that's my one scene. That's the only scene I cared about. Okay. <laughs> and phantasm balls. Phantasm balls. Um. So. Phantasm balls. Phantasm balls. So okay. So and we're, and we're not even like counting all the people out of show. like there are so many fucking people in this movie. <laughs> Like and there are also the fair number of fucking there people. Are fucking people. I just, there is there are so many people, and because nobody is given time to have a character or understand who they are, I hate to say it. There are several people that are very similar looking. Mm-hmm. Like there are two older Jap- actual Japanese people in this movie, and they cast two people who are very similar looking. Like they kind of have like a Fu Manchu style beard and bald heads, and it's like it's confusing because like you, they they don't spend any time on anybody. It's like. Is that the same? No, that's not the same guy as before, is it? Yeah. You know, and and half the porn stars all look the same. You know, yeah, yeah, big tits. tits. You know, blonde, big fake tits, and it's like I can't tell one for the other except for the two that are hanging around Violin because she's fucking unmistakable. You know, like she's insane looking. Yes. You know, so it's like other than that, it's like they just throw all these people at you, and it's like I don't know. I mean, when we started this, I, I said I don't know. You know. I don't even know what the base plot of this movie is other than like Joe doesn't want to go back to being a cop. Right. But other than that, like, and there's something about factions that are not happy. Well, and also there was a scene early on where they like, like Samurai Cop, the legend of Samurai Cop had been reborn or something. And so that's why they sent the ninjas after him because they were like, we have to stop Samurai Cop, which is dumb because if they hadn't sent the ninjas after him, he would not have cared about any of this. Um, but yeah, there's some like mystical like, oh, the samurai cop has been awakened and 
and later Biling has some flashback to fucking Samurai Cop or mm-hmm. something, but who knows? Oh, oh and, and also, just to confuse things even further, um, the movie periodically will show things that are on TV that Samurai Cop is watching. Okay, Here, wait. They explain that. They, they kind of do, but yet don't. They kind of leave it up to you, but also don't, because what's, what's happened is, is that, okay, so he has taken the lady who looks like his dead wife home. Because his partner was like, why don't you take her home? So he takes her home. And then apparently she lives there. Um, and so what's happening is, is that because she is Tommy Wiseau's sister and in on this whole evil thing, she is drugging him with the same crazy drug that made the senator vomit blood everywhere in, th- in that scene. So for like different the, crazy drug. Yes. But for the entire midsection of this movie, Samurai Cop is watching television and seeing himself in like some television show asking for a map Mm -hmm. and is having like weird flashbacks to his wife. And it's almost like the drugs that she has given him are helping him put this whole thing together. Again, a terrible plot. I don't know what they're doing. If her purpose is to get him killed, she could have done it by now. Yeah. I mean, I, Here's the thing. It's like I have a brain. It functions sometimes. Um, I, as I understand it, because the 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 part of the TV, because he also starts watching other shit on TV that is like weird and repetitive, like skits. Yeah, skits, um, including like they cut to this like British pub show. That was all right. That was like the ten seconds <laughs> yeah. of this movie. I thought was all right. Yeah, Tina the bartender. Yeah. Right. Hello, this is Tina. <laughs> just one guy behind the bar peeing into a glass like, ah, yeah. your ale's warm for you. <laughs> right. What did she say? Like, this is Tina, the happy beaver? Yeah, something. That it must was have been so- the well, I think that pub. was the name of the pub. Right. Yeah, because right, 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 right. yeah, yeah, that but, would be a very terrible nickname. Sure. Um, so I think because I, I can I can suppose this, I, I, I can put this together myself. The mm-hmm. movie doesn't bother to tell you. Mm-hmm. Um that the part involving himself that he keeps watching on television with this girl is that he's trying to get her to give him the information of how to get to the complex. Right. Which is the spaceship. And <laughs> the complex is like where the Yakuza companies live, whatever the Yakuza corporations. Yeah. Um, and they want him to go there because they're going to lay a trap. Sure. So. Even I, though he's I, just at home I, for I, like a month. Yes. <laughs> She's like actually trying to slowly feed him the information of how to get to this complex so that he can go there and get killed. Mm-hmm, sure. Like I said, I, I'm I'm having to fill this in because the movie doesn't bother. No, um, but like I said, it's, they spent it's, like it's, a month together. It's not until like the last ten minutes of the movie where that even becomes remotely explained. Mm-hmm. So imagine yourself watching this movie, mm-hmm. watching this dude fall asleep on the couch, watching himself on television, mm-hmm. and you imagine our levels of how lost we are. Yeah. Not to mention all of the ancillary characters are so throwaway that they're interchangeable because there are several, you know, like all, it it feels like they just went and cast like they, it's like they went and cast for one part and just like, Hey, we like all three of you. We're going to keep you all. Yeah. Because like so many parts are like three henchmen. There are like at least three henchmen that look exactly the same. They like have the same haircut. And it's like they, the only thing that distinguishes them is like, ah, you're in a weird, you know, your jacket is weird. Yeah, your your jacket is weird and yeah. and you like I said you you talk crazy gibberish Japanese and you wear sunglasses. Right. So like <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. It just feels like the, like the casting session was just like, "Ah, you're all invited. Come on, let's go make a movie." Yeah. So that's that's just how fucking lost we are throughout this whole thing. And we haven't really even talked about Tommy Wiseau so showing up 
his first his first appearance in the movie is at a funeral or, or awake. No, no, he was on the plane for about twelve seconds. Was he? Okay, he was sitting in the back shouting something. But all right, he's he's at the funeral for the Katano Master Katano, who is a lady, right? Which, by who the way, apparently is his father. <laughs> I'm probably not going to get buried as a whole human, uh-huh. but if I do yeah i want to be propped up like this for whatever because i want you know i would actually say like even if you cremate me or whatever i want you to like take time to prop me up in a in a chair mm-hmm. and and just have me sitting there like i i think that's awesome that's how i want to that's why how i want to be immortalized is like yes they have propped her up in a chair looking all stately and badass mm-hmm. i, and I then, need to be standing up with a sword or that oh, that could yeah. work too sure. yeah. yeah so while that's happening Tommy Wiseau is freaking the fuck out yeah. and smashing up the room. And this lady has to sit there and not laugh at was, him was, just was he, being. A, was he tearing it apart? He was tearing it no. apart. He doesn't say that. Mm. But was he fed up with that room? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he does not like that room. OK. So he tears it up. Mm. Um, yeah. So he fucking smashes everything in that room. And that lady just has to sit there and not express any emotion whatsoever. Well, she, yes, she is dead. Yes. I mean, so she has to one pretend to be dead and two not <laughs> pretend like she's not watching a crazy man <laughs> destroy a set. I caught a, a sliver of a smile at, at one point. I probably well because yeah because he's you know he's, Tom, he's Tommy Wiseauing the whole time. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, yes. Yeah. His accent is even more completely like it's not even his room accent. It's merged into something else. I'm telling you, it's it, him trying to be even like, weirder. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know if it's him trying to be weirder. It's just him doing whatever he thinks this character is. I'm telling you, if and it's if, fucked if up. hidden cameras followed Tommy Wiseau, I bet he's the, he goes around the, the corner. He's normal dude. He is like he, he talks like me. I guarantee you, he has zero fucking accent. His entire thing is fake. It that has is, to be. That is a popular. It thing. has to. And he's be. like God. I can't believe I'm making money off of these yeah. fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Time to go bang some more hot chicks. Yeah. I don't know. Now he's Bobcat. So, like, during the month that Samurai Cop is living with his lady and being drugged all the time for no reason, he's having, like, so he's he's flashing to, like, sex with her, sex with his wife, sex with people from the first movie. Mm-hmm. He even approaches her at one point. He's like, have you ever thought about dyeing your hair blonde? Yeah. And then in the next scene, she shows up with a long blonde wig on. No, or, the, or her regular her hair. Regular hair. She puts that, I don't know. She she just met with the bad guys, and then she comes back and puts her black hair back on. Well, no. I mean, she, she shows up in a scene with Samurai Cop with long blonde hair, and he's like, oh, your hair. The scene where they shoot up whatever heroin bar oh. is going on, like... No, the lady behind the bar was another character. No, but the, there was a woman in a red dress that came into the bar, and that was her the, with all all the tits and the blonde hair. Hmm. Okay, I don't know the, the scene where Biling like showed up and shot up. Oh, I, I remember know. she comes in with the gun. I thought that was the lady at the bar, the lady with all the information about the yakuza, which was really strange because she's just a white bartender lady. Okay, so that's a different scene. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought it was that lady who showed up in the red dress with the gun. No, okay, and no, because he's in like the study. He's like revolver. Marisol or whatever her name is, or Parasol or Aerosol. Or yes, her name is Aerosol. Miranda, Natalia, uh, Melina, Melina. That's yeah. the one. <laughs> uh, I'll get you there. <laughs> Harry Knowles. I don't know. Um, 
But he's like, oh, hey, you changed your hair. And she's like, yeah, whatever. Uh, anyway, I'm, I thought I would show up with you here for some reason. Right. Yeah, no. Okay. All this makes no sure, sense. Sure. Whatever. I don't know. Well, that, that, that scene that you're referring to, I just I want to point out one thing is like his partner is watching via binoculars from across the way. <laughs> commenting all this but this movie never established that they have any sort of two-way communication they, they did halfway through the scene did they the first half of the scene they didn't establish it so it seemed like he was trying to talk to him through the binoculars right i could see you why can't you hear me yeah so like he, <laughs> i say that to stars through telescopes all the time <laughs> samurai cop is just going to this bar or something and and goes via the roof and that's when just there's ninja fighting because ninjas fight on roofs. As sure. we learned last week, that's right. where it happens. So he gets through all that and then puts an earpiece in and is like, okay, I can hear you. But so for like the first half of that scene, guys just yelling at his binoculars, like, look out, they're going to kill you. And it's like, he can't hear you through those. That's And they're also night vision binoculars during the day. Yeah, it, they are. It's <laughs> just little details in this movie where they were just like, fuck it. Who cares? Put night vision in there. Bah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I suddenly felt like all the steam run out of wanting to talk about this movie. <laughs> well, let's let's fast forward here. All um, right. So he has a vision of his master dude from the first film. All right. Uh, who inspires him to samurai cop up? I guess. Right. Sure. Gets him angry, and then there's kind of some training, and then it's just like, okay, let's go to the complex. Yeah. Well, he also, I think. He also has a dream somewhere along the way where he realizes that he's been being drugged and he's like fighting it via dream, I think. Via the television show that he's yeah. in. Yeah, but like, it, it, yeah, like it's... Is that what ha- what happens there? I don't know. He, he, I don't know if anyone's thinking as hard as I'm trying to think about this movie. He but, eventually gets the map from the girl in the television show that's playing in his head yeah. and then dismisses her. And then that's kind of when his brain puts it together that, oh, she's faking, she's... Well, also, the, he he starts having sex dreams about Bai Ling, and he looks over and sees, like, a traditional samurai armor. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, it's like, no, nah, I don't want to see you, samurai armor. I'm, I got a weird thing going on here with Bai Ling. And then all of a sudden, like, the armor takes off a mask, and it's him, you know, Darth Vader in the cave style. Mm-hmm. And he's just yelling they're like yelling at each other for a bit and mm-hmm. then it just kind of like explodes and it's like it's done and he's like I, i'm 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 better now yeah that's when he wakes up right. resting his head on his girlfriend's breast <laughs> yes like literally using one oh, that's as a right pillow. yeah he was having the weird biling sex dreams while he was yeah. post coitus with uh, yeah. melina slash wife and melina like for <laughs> two of the porn stars were having naked yeah. sword fighting and yeah this was all weird but whatever he Movie gets to the complex weird. he gets to the spaceship right which literally is like he fights this. It just cuts to person with with text crawl, and it's like the gatekeeper, <laughs> and he beats her, and then like enters a door, which is literally just a portal to. It's like a fly chamber to mm-hmm. you know, f- fucking wherever else this is. Yeah, it's like a weird eighties pneumatic tube nightmare that he gets out of, where it's <laughs> <Yes>. just <laughs> hope he didn't have loose change because yeah, yeah, that would be very bad. Yeah, that's for bad. The tellers. He just yeah he just walks out of this portal and is in this weird room and then proceeds to go room to room killing people um and then like his his partner shows up 10 minutes after the fact and is just like damn joe yeah and just enters the next room damn joe and then like a guy will jump out and he'll shoot them and now the the scary skexis lady from dark crystal is (laughs) is in a full like 
samurai, you know, sexy, slim samurai outfit with a sword running around trying to stab people and and samurai cops partners is like, nah, this is all you do. Blam, blam, blam. See, that's how you kill these guys. That's what you do. Yep. Told you I I had your back, partner. Yeah. So then um, he uh, samurai cop fights bailing Mm -hmm. uh, intercut with them having the sex. Right. And then he's just like, nah, and stabs her. Yep. And releases the Play-Doh fun factory of blood that's inside of her. Man, what? It's it's like Ghostbusters 2 slime pouring uh-huh. out of her for a good, I don't know, 45 seconds. It's ridiculous. And not in like the fun Revenge of the Ninja blood spray way. It's just dumb. Yeah. It's like original Xbox graphics pouring out of this lady. And you're like, okay, whatever. Just progress to the end of your movie please and and the end of the movie is basically samurai cop has to confront tommy wiseau i they've yet to really establish that he is the main bad guy of this he's only really shown up to be crazy right but but now he's gone like full uh kato from the green hornet i mean i don't know like what his outfit is supposed to be it's 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 mm, fucked i mean yeah. yeah he's got like a mask and a driver's cap on i mean i've said it's closest thing i can think of is maybe actually the green hornet yeah um i, I don't know it's samurai cop comes in and they circle around each other and tommy always oh, just shouts the the stupidest bullshit yep just non-stop stupid bullshit that doesn't make any sense and then samurai cop kills him yep and as he's dying on the floor samurai cop is like trying to give him a, a what is it a tanto the small katana sword mm-hmm. he's like yeah, here so he do ritual you know. seppuku himself yeah right? and, uh, and then then like, you know girlfriend comes running in his girlfriend slash tommy wiseau sister who we didn't know up until coming about i think it's she comes she comes running in it's like don't don't kill him uh he's my brother i'm sorry i play with your emotions he's like yeah you play with my emotions he's like yeah sorry but you know what we're the we're the good yakuza corporation so you should probably just let us be and he's like but you play with my emotions <laughs> And then he just kind of leaves. Yeah, he, he does. He's just like, well, thanks for fucking with my emotions. Bye. Yeah. And then they, they do kiss one last time, which is right in front of a dying Tommy Wiseau, which right. is super uncomfortable. Well, also weird. right in front of a dying Tommy Wiseau who is staring <laughs> unflinchingly at her breast the entire time. Well, I mean, to be they fair, are right there. <laughs> to be fair, she's wearing like she might as well be nude. Like she's that's how little she's wearing. Yeah. In like that how area. those they things are... were not flying out of whatever she was wearing. Right. But I mean, it's creepy Good Tommy Wiseau staring at her. And then it's like. Yeah. Dude, that's your sister, at least in the terms of the movie. The movie's like, yeah, you know, he just stared at her tits for like five minutes. So why don't, why don't you two make out? Mm-hmm. And they do. And it's like, all right, we're done with them. Yep. Um, Samurai <laughs> Cop walks outside and the partner and uh, I think uh, Raptor Force Cop, I think, show up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And are like... They're in the lobby of the spaceship. Well, yeah, they're like leaving and they're like, man, we did it. <laughs> Good job. You know, we made it out of that spaceship alive and I guess we won. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the flight attendant guy from the first movie sh- or the well this is all post this is all during the credits right well, the okay. movie has ended they've walked That's out true. to the lobby of the spaceship they're like okay i guess we stopped whatever the fuck was going on in this movie and then like credits and then you get like the the squeeze mm-hmm. credit crawl where you're like oh there's gonna be outtakes this will be great the no, whole movie it, was an outtake it's just more fucking movie where they're walking out of what's now just a fucking warehouse somewhere and not a spaceship and you mean it wasn't a spaceship? I guess it wasn't. But then, yeah, the restaurant 
stewardess man drives up in a cab and he's like, hey, Samurai Cop and friends, get in here. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. They, they drive off and he's got to go walk the earth, but not before somebody shows up and is like, Sorry, oh, the, one of Bailing's hench ladies. Is, oh, so jumps of, out. And, okay, it's like, hey, sorry, like, I'm was... done being a bad guy. I want to hang oh, with you he, now. Yeah, yeah. The, the one lady pops out. And she's like, I was a, I was a bad person. Now I want to be good. So how about we make out? And Samurai Cop looks at the camera and, I mean, might as well just make cartoon Burn. boing sound effects. Yeah, and then one of the one of Bailing's hench ladies jumps out onto a dumpster because like she had died in one scene and then popped up like, haha, I'm not dead. And then she pops out again at the end of the movie. She's like, ha, I'm still not dead and I'm coming after you. Samurai cop. Ha, ha, ha. Please don't the end. Just let it go. Yeah. We didn't talk about the yarn line. The yarn line was there. Yarn line was in it. Well, there was actually two. It, yes. It it was in two scenes. It was yeah. in Tommy Wiseau's room on the but, spaceship, but much, much smaller. <laughs> it was like a, it was a kitschy. Yeah, like, it was. Not, it was. Line. This was not the full yeah. yarn line. This was like a. This was like a yarn Simba, not a Mufasa. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. So exactly. Ooh, yeah. Mufasa. for marketing purposes. Right. <laughs> you want young Simba, not you want one for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so at least that came back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yep. Uh, rate it. I don't care if any of these songs describe the action. Fuck all the music in this movie. Yeah, this this is probably one of the most offensive soundtracks we've had in a movie. It's weird. It's like some of it's out of a teen movie. Yeah. And then some more of it is also out well, of a teen movie. The title song that comes back during the climax fight is the most egregious because it's a shitty song and it ruins a great portmanteau, one of my favorites, and it just keeps reusing it in the shitty song. And that's Manimal. Yeah. Manimal yeah. is one of the best portmanteaus ever, and when some shitty, uh, you know, wannabe soundtrack for the OC is like going, <laughs> Manimal, and it's like, fuck you, fuck you. You weren't even alive when Manimal was on the air. Yeah, you weren't. But <laughs> there, uh, there's one action scene that replays the sexy time music from earlier in the film, which is really awkward and strange. Yep. It's just. No soundtrack. And, 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 no, like, and it's not only just awkward and strange. It's like if you think about it, it's gross because it's when he's <laughs> fighting the two porn star henchwomen of Bai Ling, right? And it's like he's about to stab them, and you're playing the sexy time music from earlier, and it's like, oh, just fuck you, movie. Yeah, but yeah, yeah the, the 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 soundtrack is just gross and mm -hmm. terrible and awful. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, all right, I'll I'll go. Okay. Um, there, there is there is no other rating that can be given to this movie. This is a five bags movie. Um, this is barely a fucking movie. It's it's bad and like like we we were jokingly like when we were at dinner we were talking about like what do we do if we veto this? Mm -hmm. And I kind of said that like this is a movie that's like too big to fail. Like I feel like even if I also want to say I don't I, I I tried my best not to go in with any kind of preconceived notions. I was like, you know what, it it might have porn stars in it, but it might be okay. Mm -hmm. um, and then I've seen movies with porn stars that are okay. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not, and it's weird because it feels less like a Samurai Cop sequel and more like an incompetently made Southland Tales sequel. And I'm sure by Ling being in there helps. But the fact that they're in all these funky, futuristic, unexplained sets with hundreds of cast of characters of like, I don't know who the fuck they are, mm -hmm. makes it seem even more apropos. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't, I don't really want a sequel to either of those. And this is 
like even lower than like what I would have wanted out of sequel either, either <laughs> of those. Um, so yeah, it, it's just bad. I mean, and I, I just, I, I, I mean, every time we see a movie like this, I, I'm always amazed how we can get to a level of worse storytelling than when we say this is the worst storytelling we've seen in a movie. And we always seem to outdo it somehow. And this, I just, just, terrible like i i really don't even know what was happening throughout half of that movie yeah um so yeah it's it's bad mm-hmm. it's bad mm-hmm. i don't know if it's quite five jocks i mean it's no, it's not you're right you're it's right. not five it's jocks. very very or, i'm sorry <laughs> yeah five bags uh, i was looking i was looking sort of over harlow's way and the the robot jocks poster is behind him oh, and i i was thinking it, yeah. of better times oh, um <laughs> i don't know if it's quite five bags is what i meant to say um and I know we're not generally supposed to do this, but I, I I do compare it, you know, start thinking of other Five Bags movies, and... I don't think it's as offensive as some of the Five Bags movies we've seen. No, but it's still really, really, really messy in so many ways. I, I'm, like, I, I, think it's, I think it's pretty much a failure on almost every level, but there's a weird bit of charm and, like, humor to watching the movie that I guess softens it a little bit. So I, I'm going to do this. Um, <laughs> okay. Hold on to your butts. Um, I'm going to give the experience of watching this movie three bags, but I'm <laughs> going to give the movie itself uh-huh. five bags. Okay. So my official rating okay. is five bags, but the experience of watching this movie is... A little better than that. A little better because it's so. Did we watch a Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan movie? Does that sound like a cop out? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure, you caught me, but but like, there's like the intellectual part of me that goes, "All right, this is this is fucking garbage." Mm-hmm. There's hardly anything redeeming about it, but I can find some like I can find some joy in just the absurdity of it like it's it's still a little bit like it's not forbidden zone it's not just well i was about to say ah painful and stabbing me in the gut at every turn yeah there's some weird funky shit that goes on that's just like absurdist quality well so here's i was actually gonna bring up like every time i want to rate something five bags i do the same thing i go through my head i'm like well was it as bad as this and i think about forbidden zone like literally the new gold standard of shit if you will <laughs> um and the thing is is like i think about it and forbidden zone is all absurdist like there is no reason to try to make sense out of any of it like and it's bad and absurdist but that but i'm saying like that feels more freeing whereas i feel like we were supposed to follow what was happening here and i couldn't like not even in the slightest mm-hmm. so like if you just go like I don't know. It's people that are uh, obsessed with Max Fleischer cartoons and, and, you know, vaudevillian musicals, and it's just going to be weird bullshit, you know, pre proto goth bullshit for an hour and a half. It's, it's like, it's easier to just let go. Whereas this is like, I'm trying to follow a through line of the movie Mm -hmm. and it's just not there. So yeah. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So yeah, our concerns going into this movie were, reasonable which is that you can't go back and make a sequel to a bad movie as someone who had nothing to do with that movie because your skill set is different 
the thing that made Samurai Cop so charming was that it was made by someone who thought they were doing a really good job, failing at it spectacularly, but still thought they were doing the best they could possibly do. This movie feels like someone trying to ape some of the mistakes of that movie and doing it on purpose, Mm -hmm. like some some stupid editing and some weird blocking and... It, that that doesn't work. You you can't do that. So you either have to go full like parody, or you have to make a real movie. And this movie can't decide which it wants to do because the fight scenes are treated super seriously, like like we got a f- stunt coordinator and we're gonna fight. But then the rest of the movie is just so overwritten and and I mean grossly overwritten. Um, there's so much story in this, and none of it is necessary. Yep. And then, on the other hand, you've got all these bullshit ancillary details going on. The fact that this this place looks like a spaceship. They've got this fucking robo ball that goes out and murders people. And, you know, r- ridiculous weaponry. And it, it, it never leans in hard on that stuff. Whereas it's all there. You could just totally embrace that dumb shit and make that your movie. And that's like the cursory nothingness of this movie. And it's just all the talking that's treated so earnestly. And I just I just don't get it. I don't under, I, you know, I mean, it's like they had a bullet point list of things from the first movie they had to somehow reference or acknowledge in some way. And some of that stuff is fine. And other of it, other parts of it are just so pandering and irritating that it was it was making me mad as the movie went along. And then as the finale of this movie taking place in the spaceship turned out to be just nothing, just really nothing happening. Mm-hmm. I was just getting angrier and angrier. And then the fact that you've OK, it's stunt casting in a way you've put Tommy Wiseau in your movie as the bad guy and you've named your main henchman character doggy and you don't have him ever say that to her. You know, all he, the only reference to anything he's ever done is that while he's running around this room screaming over and over again, he just keeps saying, I hate this room. I hate this room. You know, if you're going to put that dude in your movie, just fucking make him his character from the room. Just go, just go with it. That's what this movie needs. It doesn't need him trying to act because we all know that can't happen. <laughs> so I he acted all over the place badly. Yes. Very badly. Yes. There was acting happening, but it was so bad. <laughs> so, all that being said, I'm not going to give it five bags because... Boo. Hold on. Pressure. I'm pressure. Not, no. Pressure. Peer no, pressure. I'm not giving it five bags do because it. all the ancillary stuff that was there seemed like someone trying to do something. It, it seemed like someone maybe is like, hey, if we just go and make this balls out crazy, let's just do this. And I kind of appreciated the fact that no one ever acknowledged that the thing looked like a spaceship. No one ever acknowledged the murder ball that was floating around killing people. That kind of stuff was okay with me. So I'm going to give it credit for that. And I'm also going to give her credit for the fact that I feel bad for Samurai Cop because it feels like he is suddenly a better actor now than he was in the first one. Oh, yeah. He was he was the only one who actually, I think... He seemed earnest in this. ...was doing anything earnestly, yeah. Yeah, he seemed like he has his skill set had improved over time, and I now feel bad for him being in this. I felt like he deserved better. So I want to give him a little bit of credit. A sympathy jocks? Yes, kind of. I, I want to give him a little bit of credit for appearing in this when he should have maybe at this point been in something a tiny bit better. Hasn't he done pretty much nothing? Yeah, pretty much nothing. 
So I understand that he might have been. E- I I remember interviews with him where he was like, "Man, Samurai Cop, that was a huge piece of garbage." But at least when they called him back for this, he was like, "Fuck yeah, let's do this." I mean, he's game for everything that's going on in this, but he's also better now than he was then. And yeah, he's, he's better done, than porn stars. He's done three, four. He's had four parts ever. Yeah. So, you know, I think he had just quietly retired to do whatever. And then that samurai cop blew up and then he was like, OK, yeah, sure. I'll. Yeah. There, I, I for, we we men- forgot to mention one other thing I might list as a positive of this movie uh-huh. when for no reason there's two cops that just start a yell argument. Yeah. In the precinct. Yes. There's just two cops that we've previously never seen in the movie. I don't think uh, just start yelling at each other about some sort of owed favor. Yeah. And it escalates to a pretty amazing level until Joe Estevez has to stop step in and yell at them. Yeah, that that scene for some reason was like another movie again sure, sure. invaded this movie and we're like, oh, what's this movie? Yeah. This movie's pretty good. <laughs> well, that's kind of what happens when you have a movie with you know weird bits from out of nowhere, like things on TV. We're like, oh, let's watch that instead. Yeah, like it feels like flipping the channel and, and better choices are there. So yeah. So, so what was it? Four four bags? Three yeah, bags? Four four bags? Four bags. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So let's please stop talking about this. Forever. Yep. Never again. All right. Let's take a break. All right, and welcome back. Hey, hey Second half. Mm-hmm. Half number two. It's the half where we talk about other things. Yep, things that aren't Samurai Cop the Deuce. So I, I have not really watched anything except for TV, uh-huh. um, and I don't think we're going to talk about you TV. You want to talk about any of it? Anything stand out? I have not quite. I've, I'm have i four seasons through The Wire, Whoa. and I would like to finish it before. There's one more season, so I'd like to finish it before I talk about The Wire. Cool. Um, coming up, and I'm trying to trying to watch also watch the latest season of House of Cards. Ah, which is man, the the only thing I'll say is like House of Cards is rough. They are making it real hard to want to watch House of Cards now, Mm -hmm. and but like it's weird because like simultaneously like everything that's happening in that show is like hard to watch. Mm -hmm. But Kevin Spacey's knocking it out of the fucking park at the same time. It's a good ass like it's It's a really show that just deals with. Some really difficult things yeah. to, to I mean, he is, observe. I mean, four season, he is just acting his fucking ass off. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. He is amazing. But, I mean, it's like everything that's happening. matter is just like, yeah. ew. Everything that's happening <laughs> in that show, it's just like. It's greasy. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's, but, yeah, I'll, I haven't <laughs> finished that yet either. So, you've watched a movie, have you not, BJ? I have. Chuck, have you watched a movie? Nah. 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 <laughs> You're too busy pinballing it up. Yeah, right? I did. But, yeah, no. What'd you watch? I watched... Um, there's this uh, little, uh, tiny little movie uh, with, um, what's his name? Ryan something or other. Gosling. Gosling, is that it? I think it is. He's a superhero type a guy in a suit. Oh, not drive. A suit. No, no, no. He's not wearing a jacket. He's, oh, he's oh. wearing like an all body suit thing. Oh. And he cusses a lot and he has some swords and he hits people with them. Huh. And it's got uh, Colossus in it. Samurai Cup 2. No. Oh. No. <laughs> Um, so it's got Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Oh, that movie. And Gina Carano, hmm. isn't it? Uh, she's my favorite she superhero. <laughs> she's she's my favorite superhero. Okay. Um, or heroine, if you prefer, but I prefer hero. I like heroin. Don't we all? <laughs> it's the only way I get to sleep at night. Um, and during the day. But uh, you're always doing my <laughs> Right. 
But um, no, I watched uh, Deadpool for those of you oh, who didn't catch on. Man, um, that was a long con. Yeah, right? <laughs> eh, eh? Yeah. Good jokes. Um, Deadpool was pretty much everything that everybody uh, said it was. Um, like, I, I don't have anything to really add to the conversation. Um, it's... <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... I. I don't really have any any better words for you know for Deadpool than than anybody else already did. It's sort of the antithesis of a lot of the superhero movies lately, because uh, Wade Wilson is not necessarily a superhero, at least in this movie. Um, it did have a surprisingly happier ending than I was expecting it to. I did not expect. I know it. I, I mean, it almost got me at the end. Yeah, like I I was like real close. I was like, are they are they really going to end like this? Is it going to be like good? Because <laughs> I was I was just expecting everything to go horribly horribly wrong at the end. Um, I guess like in I don't know any fucking thing about the comic, so I shouldn't even start. But you, you don't need to. I wouldn't just knowing what little I know. I wouldn't have expected them to do you know to do what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the the way that they told the story. Um, I don't think many people have talked much about that, but, you know, uh, sort of a non-linear, non-linear storytelling is uh, is good when it's done right, and I think it's done pretty well in this. Um, there's a... If, I had a... if I had a complaint or if I had to complain about something, it would be that uh, some of the action sequences just look awkward um, in, like, the way that the Deadpool character moves. Um, but... Fuck it. It's a comic book movie about superheroes. So that's really just a niggle. You know, it's not a big deal. Sure. Um, Need a more Gina Carano, though. I'll I'll definitely say that because, you know, I'd I'd love me some Gina Carano. I like when she punches things. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I really liked it. Um, I laughed a whole hell of a lot, like out loud, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, if if something can get me to laugh out loud, then, you know, it. Is on its way to the stamp of quality. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So, cool. I really liked it. I would like to see more of that. Yeah, more it's, of that. Their Deadpool. Yes. Okay. Well, I've found bet that, you will. I've watched that like three times since it's come on video. Uh-huh. It's just kind of one of those movies. Like periodically, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna watch that again. Which is honestly, these days with as many movies as I have to go through, mm-hmm. is rare. Mm-hmm. Like I don't rewatch movies at least in the short term. I, I mean, I usually like five, ten years later revisit it. But yeah, yeah that movie is just like. I, I could go for that again, and man, like I, like I, I think there's a lot of clever writing in that movie. But yeah, towards the end, like the very last, like you know, bit of uh, back and forth dialogue is so smart and sweet. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's just it's so good. Like in like a movie that's so irreverent as that movie, it's like it's something about like a movie like that where it's like dick dick fart fart fuck fuck fuck. You know, it's like when you come back into when you circle back around to sweet in your own weird little way it feels more sincere than like a movie that's trying to be kind of cloying, you know, like definitely. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe I will watch it this weekend. I think you should. Yes. Okay. I recommend it. It's kind of been killing me that you guys haven't seen this. And yeah, I I knew I needed to get to it. Uh, wanted to, you know, part of me wanted to make sure I I watched it with the girlfriend and didn't just watch it like some random Tuesday at, you know, as soon as I got home from work. Mm -hmm. So, uh, watched it while I was eating dinner last night and it, um, one other thing real quick <gasps> is that I know it's, I know it's been talked about before, but I really hope that all the studios don't go, man, we need a wise cracking, 
you know, guy that says fuck a lot in our movie. <laughs> and I hope they don't try to just ape the Deadpool character and just like R for our sake and just make their movies edgy. Like, you know, like I this movie, because <clears throat> it's, I don't it's think not going to work. Yeah, no. So that's that's all that I really have to say about about Deadpool. I look forward to uh, the p- potential uh, yeah. for more of this. Well, the, the the already announced rated R Wolverine. I hope they understand that they need to go in the violence rated R and not the make Wolverine super sweary all of a sudden. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just think I hope that's what they understand. That's what they need, not like make it Deadpool two and a half or one and a half or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. All uh, right. Yeah, I don't have anything else. Yeah, what do we do now? Uh, I believe that means it's time for correspondence. Uh-oh. Even oh. though Mackie isn't here, I'm going to take up the mental. Oh, man. Oh, dear. He's going to be so pissed. Nah, he'll be all right. Nah, he'll be fine. Especially when all the questions are something he needs to answer. We won't tell him. Oh, okay. So what do we got? All right, time for the listener correspondence. Uh, this first email is from Pull I Am. Uh, it is entitled Short Sighted. Hmm. And he says... Just watched X-Men Apocalypse, and I never got the X-Men signature until now. They are X-Men, no longer men. I missed it for years, just assumed it was 90s for extreme men. (laughs) All it took was the combined force of the X-Men Care Bear stare and the movie putting a jackhammer to my admittedly thick skull. So what are some things that you guys have been guilty of being comically ignorant of? One other example would be when in high school, a girl and I mockingly took pity on a girl we thought innocent because we both got to watch Fight Club and she watched Election. Now, I know them to be both pretty memorable and great movies, but at the time we looked at her like she was a lesser person. Little did we know she went on, little did we know she went with the more subtle adult movie. Crash and Burn, Pull I Am Out. Sent from Bishop's Mutilated Husk. No, I don't know why Ellen Page does not play Ripley's daughter clone. She is eerily perfect for it. PPS. Edit this how you wish, Mackie. I am no writer. Feel free to not read it, too. Just throwing out some topics for discussion. Ha! Swerved! <laughs> wow. So, so, is that building up election or tearing down Fight Club? Because I'm not yes. sure I'm okay with either I, one. I think it's... I think it's... I mean, no, I, bringing I, them into I, I'm okay with building up election because I, I do think that's, that's a great movie that not very many people saw. I would agree they, with that. They mismarketed the hell out of that yes, movie. Yes, they did. I think it's bringing them into parody. Okay. Yeah, sure. No, that's that's fair because I mean, like, it feels like it's now, like, the time has reached that it's like shit on Fight Club time, and like I'm not totally with it. I mean, I understand like our cultural, I don't know, whatever our cultural sensitivities and and whatnot have changed from the era of Fight Club, but that does not lessen it as a movie to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't. I think the message has become a little more muddy, but that's like. W- but the movie is still fantastic. I think that's what I think that's yeah. mostly what the backlash on Fight sure. Club is that and it's just like the message. If you look at it, well, it's it's a, it's, it's a fucking teenager bullshit. It's, well, it's also a little weird because like I feel like it was made in a time and written in a time where it's like in hindsight now we go, you know, shit was actually pretty good then. So why are you complaining <laughs> you know? compared to now? Yeah, 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 yeah I'm right. saying compared like you know, like yeah. if, if someone made Fight Club sincerely now, I think it would be well they did it, Mister Robot. But I mean, um. You know, it, 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 the message I think would like ring louder now, and but people look at it back then. And you're like, "Yeah, fuck you guys." But <laughs> yeah. now, yeah, it's, fuck you guys. Yeah. So the anything that you were ignorant of that, like, once you realized it was one of those like light bulb slash facepalm moments, like just movies in general, like I preconceived notion of a movie. Was that what the question was? No, or? no. It was like so. He was asking. He said he didn't realize that X Men, you know, stood for 
X-Men as in former men, like stuff like that. That's what he says anyway. Former um, men? Like they are X-Men as in EX-Men because they're mutants, they're not men. That's at least what he's going for. Yeah. Oh, I always thought it meant extraordinary. Oh, I guess it could mean shit. that too. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, oh, I, w- I would have to defer to Mackie because he's our resident. Ex- well, he's not ex- here. He's, or he's, he's our resident expert, if you will. Yeah. But um, I mean, he's not here. But so. anything, anything in the vein of like, you didn't realize that there was that the Amazon logo was an A to Z, you know, A or the FedEx Arrow logo right. things you can't unsee. Um, uh, anything like that, and I assume he means movie wise or possibly generally nerd stuff. I don't know. Do it however you want it. No, I, I mean, I'm, I, I don't know. I mean, other than like getting old enough that I'm realizing that uh, the Millennium Falcon going somewhere in 12 parsecs didn't make any sense, except for the roundabout swerve, uh, you know, explanation that someone has given that the shorter the distance was the more dangerous version of it. That was the, the supposed retcon, like, oh, we're going to take a unit of distance and turn it into a measure of time, mm-hmm. you know, to show how fast the ship is, was that... You know, most ships would take the safer route of like 15 to 20 parsecs. And because it was so fast, it could take the dangerous route of 12. Mm-hmm. So, but like I said, I hit, a, I hit an age where I'm like, wait a second. The parsec means this, but in Star Wars, they said that. That doesn't make any sense. Well, actually, <laughs> it was funny when the, like, you could tell when the, when people like started realizing like, wait a minute, parsec is a... A, is a measure distance. of distance, yeah. and then very shortly after that, I they must have put put in the book that that retconned that into you know there being a logical quote unquote right. reason for that, because almost as soon as I heard like well actually for parsecs being measure of distance, I heard a well actually for you know well actually he was right because he's talking about you know a more dangerous route and a shorter route being more you know more efficient for uh, cargo travel throughout the galaxies. <laughs> So I guess the simple <laughs> answer is I don't have a good answer. Like, okay, I mean, I'm just like, for years. Any I mean, like realizations that y- you? I mean, other than I feel I, like an idiot for not knowing sooner. Well, I, I mean, if we're if we're gonna leave it in the realm of movies, I I think I've talked on the show before that my first trip to New York City was based largely around my viewings of Ghostbusters. Like, I didn't see place. I didn't see famous New York landmarks. I saw where shit happened in Ghostbusters until like you know people were like. No, that's not where Lewis Tully got attacked by the, you know, demon dog thing. That's Tavern on the Green, a very famous restaurant in Central Park. And I'm like, yeah, but I drove by Central Park and I was like, hey, that's the restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, that's it's fucked up. But like my first trip to New York City was literally like (gasps) I didn't see the, you know, the the main public library. I saw where they went running on the steps after being scared by a ghost. You know, these are the that's the shit I saw, you know. I, you I, didn't realize that right. it was, you know, it was that they like, were famous landmarks. You just thought they that, were my, cool my, spots. My initial from, trip through New York City was based largely on Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters Two. Of like, okay. oh, this happened there. I okay. Branching off of Ghostbusters, I can say a thing that I still haven't realized yet. <laughs> <laughs> kind of ties into that, but not really because I don't have an answer yet. But so there's that scene in Ghostbusters, like in the hotel, where he's like, "Don't look, don't look directly into the trap." And then Egon immediately looks in the traps. I looked in the trap, Ray, and Ray says, "Take your shoes off as soon as you as soon as I close the trap." I I've never understood what he says after that as an explanation as to how to fix whatever. 
I honestly don't know oh, what line you mean. No. <laughs> I mean, I know I could just look up the dialogue, but it's like for for like my entire life, he says, "Don't look directly in the trap." And he got to me. I looked at the trap, Ray, and Ray says, "Take your shoes off as soon as I close the trap." It's like, wait, what? Why? No, I think I think he's like saying, uh, "Stop the streams as soon as I close the trap." Turn or your streams Turn, off yeah. as soon as I okay. Because I think, sure the, idea, I think the idea was, you know, the the streams lead it over to the thing, you open it up, but you don't want to leave because you could get sucked in too. Oh, okay. So you got to break the streams. I, don't for, cross them. Since I was a kid, and even now, when I hear that line of dialogue, I hear him say, "Take your shoes off as soon as I close the trap." And I'm like, "That's not a solution to whatever you just said." So, whatever. I don't know. That All that's right. my thing. I haven't realized yet. So once I do realize what the actual answer is, I will report back. So maybe BJ is researching it right now. Is that what you're doing, BJ? I'm trying to, but okay. you know, it's the internet. I I'll just go hard. watch Ghostbusters because it's probably. I can been, turn the subtitles on. I it's can probably turn... been about ten years, so yeah. it's probably about time for me to watch them. Yeah, I should watch Ghostbusters again. Used to be like a several times a year, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm not. Gonna, uh, yeah, I don't. Gonna I don't. Find have, it. I don't. Because everybody, everybody stops the quote at. I looked at the trap, right? Sure. Take your shoes off as soon as I close the trap. <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure he yeah. says turn your streams yeah. off. I don't think he kick, says kick anything your, about it. Kick your shoes. Put take your feet up. Yeah. 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 Take your shoes off. He means relax. Yeah. Job well done. Hang a banner. Off. Mission accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> Came, we saw, we kicked its ass. <laughs> All right. Uh, do we have time for another email or three? Do we have time? Yeah. We have lots of time. I don't know. Let's check with the producer. Hmm? Uh, How are we doing on time? We did. we good on time? Yeah. Gelman says we're good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, our next uh, next email is from Artican, and it is entitled, Not Quite a Movie Recommendation. Hey there, BMFCast. Artican here with another recommendation, though not for a BMFCast movie. Rather, I'd like to recommend you all a pretty cool video experience called Skinamax. Okay. Go on. Despite the name, <laughs> it is not, in fact, all late-night softcore porn. Oh. Rather, it is a word I can't pronounce that starts with K and has like 90 consonants in a row. Um... For a generation raised on late-night television and B-movie VHS tapes, it's long-form entertainment for short attention spans. It's a great hour-long experience and well worth watching. Enclosed is the link. Keep up the great work. AV out. And Koyaniskatsi? K-O-Y-A-A-N-I-S-Q-A-T-S-I. Oh, that movie. Okay. I know what it is. Yeah. Oh, that's a movie. Okay. That's the name of the movie that we're supposed to be looking up? I thought it was. I heard something about no, no, Skinamax. No, no, that's that's the name of another movie. Oh, He's right. using that movie to describe what this movie is like. I understand. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, they'll, they'll spell it out. The internet will spell it out. So for the me. actual movie is called Skinamax. Yes, Skinamax. I don't know if it's a movie per oh, se. Oh, like a edited. It together looks like thing? maybe some sort of fan edited together thing. Ooh, yeah. maybe like, like a lot of examples type of thing. Uh, yeah, that kind of thing. All right. The thumbnail for it appears Queen to be Scotsy. Phoebe Cates okay. getting out of the pool in uh, Fast Times, so I would watch that. Chuck will be watching it. I'm going to watch it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. I've already been watching the airplane porn parody while oh. we've been sitting here, so. Dork. I'll, I'll be sure and knock before I look at you again. <laughs> Make oh. sure to angle your laptop away I, from the camera. I put there. a tie on the door. I don't know what you guys are doing in here. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Life out of balance. Uh, Koyan Koyan Iskatsi. Uh-huh. What what the hell is that? It's a movie. <laughs> yeah, that. But, Sorry. Man. I see that it's a movie now. Yeah. Now that I've looked it up, that's as but much what, as I know about it. It's a movie. Hey, I, don't I don't get all angry about this word that you don't know what it means. You got all angry at me for not understanding what savory whatever that is. Edamame, umami, umami, whatever. 
So. I didn't know. I'd never heard that fucking word in my life because I don't watch the fucking Food Channel. And you all all chastise me because we're like, how do you not know what that means? I'm like, because uh, I don't watch the fucking Food Network ever. No, I just I Chuck acted like he knew what it was, and oh. now I'm. I do. It's a movie. I know what it is. I don't know any more okay. than that. Fuck. <laughs> you don't know how it is relevant to the conversation. How about one more, BJ? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Rack them up. <laughs> Double or nothing. All right. Uh, we have one entitled Recommendation from David. Uh, it goes, Hello, BMF cast. I have, kind of, I have a kind of recommendation. It's a movie from 1999 called Ozark Savage. The box says it's like John Woo and Jackie Chan met Tarantino. The three dropped acid and made an indie film. Mm. Supposedly, it's about a coin that holds the rights to the city of Hong Kong. Whoever has it rules that city. It gets lost. Hun- it got lost hundreds of years ago. It's got magic or some shit. <laughs> Lens Ozark is the protagonist, but why he wants to do anything is beyond me. I really don't know what the fuck it is. It's more like somebody watched those guys' movies and poorly aped their style. It's such an odd movie. I don't know who it is for. I would say watch the first fifteen minutes, and if you like, watch the whole thing. If it makes your head hurt, stop. Keep up the always excellent work, David. Sent for my World War One carrier pigeon. <clears throat> Hmm. Oh, okay. All right. I, I looked up that damn movie from the email before, mm-hmm. and I've seen another one of these guys' movies. I saw the movie he did called Baraka. Oh, Obama. So, yeah. Yes. Street Thank Fighter. <laughs> yes. To all of these things. It's But yeah, they're, they're literally just... It's like Fantasia. You know, it's not like a yeah. movie with a narrative. Okay. It's just... You know, it's just scenes. Scenes with music. Stream of consciousness yeah. type filmmaking. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So this Skinamax thing is like... It's probably... That. There's no narrative to it. It's just a collection of... Scenes. Here are... Yeah, okay. It's boner jams is what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> well, if it's well, got be, that scene from Fast well, Times... Well, to be it's fair, yeah. Boner if it's it called... Boner yeah, jams. I don't know if I want to watch that. That sounds weird and a little creepy, maybe. I don't uh, know. Maybe. Uh, how about when we all go home, you decide for yourself? <laughs> well, Chuck's going to watch it. I'm yeah, I know. Chuck's watching it on the way home. Trying not to think about it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Chucking his Luberderm boner jams hour. <laughs> All right, back to David's email. Oh, uh, there's more. Ozark Savage. Yeah. No. Oh. Yeah. I, yeah. It's it's <laughs> it exists. It's on IMDb. Uh, I don't necessarily know if it's a real movie or not. It says it's on DVD. I, I'll investigate this. Man, but, this man, is great I don't podcasting know. right I, here. I don't know. I don't know. Eh. Yeah, say it one more time. Then you can summon the I don't know Beetlejuice. I don't know. All right, cool. There you go. Yeah, I don't know. I'll investigate. All right. I don't know if it's on, going on the list yet, but uh, I'll look into it. But keep those suggestions coming because you know we're always looking for that next gem. And don't suggest gem. <laughs> <laughs> no. And the next one I think is a little bit more visual. So. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. What do we got to do? Man. Uh, nah. 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 We'll, we'll wait visual like we can't look at it right now or we, I mean, ha- you we can. have to look at it? it we'll just come back to it yeah I think okay. we'll just come back to it that sounds alright so yeah you- so this, this second half disjointed second half brought to you by the lack of Mackie yes and the letter P and Samurai Cop 2 which broke our brain that's what we'll blame it on okay this is our worst episode ever <laughs> you're our worst episode ever I know <laughs> no Chuck that was all the ones you weren't on Aw, that's so untrue, but it's sweet of you to say. <laughs> well, I figured if we were just being disingenuous this whole yeah. episode, I'd just continue Just to fucking try. go for it. <laughs> huh. 
Well, please tell us some contact information. BJ, save us. All right. If you want, if if <laughs> if you want to send an email for when Mackie is back and this shit goes a lot smoother, uh, BMFcast or BMF at BMFcast.com. <laughs> See, this is what happens when we build it. We cut out. We we make our little niches of things that we are good at. Yeah. And it seems like whenever, like, I heard the intro when I wasn't here. It was like, how, how do we start this fucking shit? I don't know. <laughs> like, that was hard. Yeah. I had to run the board. I couldn't focus. All right. You didn't run shit. <laughs> you stayed on the wide shot the entire time because I also watched it. <laughs> Ran the board. <laughs> AKA sat in the chair where the keyboard was. You ran the board like run the jewels, ran the fucking jewels. <laughs> you were running it B O R E D. Uh, yeah, I was, yes. No, everyone else was B O R E D. They probably were because it was a podcast I was on. Mm. Yeah. Uh, six self burn. <laughs> Please. All right, let's. let's Wait, am I cutting that? <laughs> let's, uh, no, let's, let's do some uh, contact information. All this. Please save us. Save us from ourselves, BJ. All right. Email us, bmf at bmfcast.com. Call the Garfield phone, 9105-JAX-BMF. Go to the website, bmfcast.com. Donate to our Patreon, patreon.com slash bmfcast. Make us rich. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is the platform, yeah. that's the platform for which we're running on. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Glenn Beck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But no, we all we, we do like to thank the uh, patrons that have donated. Um, there have been new ones, and we we appreciate it. Yeah, and, we have uh, new patrons, and we Super we exciting. just put out a uh, bonus podcast. There should hopefully be another one coming probably in the next couple of weeks. So June will probably be a double up month. Good time yep. to get in. And I will tell you this for for patrons uh, who have been, uh, or for just people in general that have been clamoring for a BMF Cast T shirt. Um, we are finalizing t-shirt designs and they're fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. So Pretty good. Um, Pretty we will have good. more details soon. And we will also strive to make a better episode next time <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> so I, that you will feel more inclined to donate and yeah. keep us doing this instead of... Donate uh, so that so that Mackie can be here all the time. Right, yeah, that's really what, what we're missing. <laughs> yes, donate. <laughs> Somehow he keeps the show on the road. Mackie back on the show. Yeah, help no. make the podcast Mackie again. Next week he's going to be okay. We've got We've got a movie with a plot. Right. Yep. That that helps. Yes. That helps so much. Yes. Yeah. All and, right. And hmm? an and extra dimension. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Oh no. <laughs> Chuck's teasing things. Yeah. You're such a Chuck tease. I am. Yes. Well, let's get out of here, shall we? Yes. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. <laughs> I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamcast out. Bye. Oh no! I read emails. Oh. <laughs> Only I can read the emails. I'm Josh Mack. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like when the spirit Walt of Walter is with us. <laughs>